Hey, good morning. Welcome to Mornings with Ken. I'm so glad you stopped by. You know the routine. Get that cup of coffee and that virtual donut. Sit down and enjoy the program. Hey, I'm surprised I'm back. Um, what is today, Monday or Tuesday? Today is Tuesday. Hey, I wasn't sure I was going to continue Mornings with Ken. I thought last Friday would be my last show. Um, and uh, you guys might have to help me make the decision. Um, but um, I enjoy mornings. I enjoy doing a podcast. It's been a stress reliever. It has. It's been like a form of release. It's. It's been. A counseling session for myself but you know life happens and life kind of what does somebody say how, how does it say life life gets in the way while you're trying to have fun I, I but uh <laughs> you know life ha- happens you have a, a lot of responsibilities as as an adult and uh and we all do, not just me, but we all do. We got a lot of stuff going on in our lives. And sometimes you just don't have enough time for everything. So with me, I, I was kind of debating no longer doing a show or not, maybe not doing one every day. But um, it has been, it's been helpful for me. Uh, for my mental health. Maybe not you, but it's been helpful for me. And we know it's all about me, right? Um, Not really, but... uh, Excuse me while I cough. (coughs) So anyway, I want to get off social media, but the only reason I'm on social media just to... well. I like I do like enjoy seeing some friends that I don't get to see that often and you know hear you know see how they're doing in life and what they're doing and how their kids are and things like that but I find it's it, it, it interferes with so much other stuff so I'm debating about leaving some social media behind so, I don't know. It's it's a big decision. It's a big decision. I'm probably going to continue the show anyway, but I'm not. So I won't be able to advertise um, mornings with Ken. So if you enjoy the show, you know if if you find it uplifting or funny or just stupid, but you like you like tuning in, um, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be on. I'll I'll keep it going. But I'm not going to really advertise it. I'm going to try to leave social media. So I'm, I'm going to give that a shot. Um, so, you know, I was looking looking online. And I found this article where it talked about how often, you know, the average person is on their phone. And generally, it's six to seven hours a day six to seven hours a day 
that people are on their phone. And that's that's an incredible amount of time. And we've all been there. I've been there at least. I'll speak for myself. When you're, um, you know, you're, 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 you're watching TV in the living room, but yet you're thumbing through your, you know, you're swiping on your phone, looking at news or Twitter or whatever, and you're not even paying attention to the phone or the TV or your family next to you. So I'm thinking about going ahead and leaving social media. Um, but I do enjoy the show. So I don't know. Maybe mornings with Ken will will stick around, and uh, for a little bit anyway. But uh, hey, thanks for stopping by. Um, let's take a quick break, and I'll be right back. I get up, I get down, and I'm jumping around, and the rumpus and ruck is so comfortable now. Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to grow. So I got an apartment across from the back, put quinoa in my fridge, still I'm not feeling right. Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to go. Here we go. Hey, welcome back. Hey, part of the reason I thought about not doing the show too is, as I mentioned a little bit before, was um, you know I got a lot going on with uh, family members, with uh, taking care of some uh, elderly parents, and so just uh, you know just having the mental a mental break sometimes, and, and just the busyness of, of doing that. Um, you know, I, I you get kind of mentally wore out, so that's one reason I was considering not uh, doing the show anymore. But as I say, the show will continue um, for a while, probably forever. I don't, who knows? But <laughs> anyway, uh, talking about doing the um, uh, the show, taking care of my um, elderly parents. Let me just say, I'm going to be a little bit personal on uh, today's show. I guess this is for the younger, I guess the younger listeners. It's for, it's for anybody. But if you're thinking, you know, about your parents getting a little bit older and, and the uh, things you need to prepare for as your parents get older or maybe even some helpful hints as thinking about you getting older and uh, how you're going to be taking care of uh, different things. If you don't mind, let me just give you some experiences that I'm having um, caring for my parents at this stage of life because I'm learning a lot of things. You know, it's funny when you're in your 20s and 30s and 40s, you, you don't realize how fast these events c- 
come into your life. You you know they're eventually going to come, but you don't really think about it because you're raising your kids, you're you're working your job, you're volunteering at churches and nonprofit organizations, and you're busy. And but you know, eventually, um, we have to deal with getting older. Um, whether it's ourselves or our taking care of a loved one. So I'm just going to share a little bit of experience that uh, I'm experienced with taking care of, of, of my parents. And for one, if now if you're younger, if you're in your 20s and 30s, I guess even their 40s, think about long-term care for yourself. Um, I don't know. I'm not an expert in this field, but maybe just do your research and reach out to people that um, know this area, elderly care. Or, But I would suggest while you're still younger, look into some, um, whether it's annuities or insurance policies that will take care of you in case you have to be put in long-term care because you don't want that burden falling on your on your children. So if you're I, man, if you're if you're out there and you're listening and you're a younger person, please don't put this off as if oh, I'll take care of it someday down the road. No, cuz that day comes faster than you'll ever think. So, just some practical advice or suggestion take care of long-term care for yourself um, while you're early while early in life because for one you'll get a better rate and your kids won't have to worry about um, long-term care and if you have an elderly parent and uh, or maybe you know they're getting up in years talk to your parents about what their financial situation looks like as far as long-term care that would be very helpful you'll thank yourself years later by doing that because things i'm finding out is the gov don't rely on the government don't rely on the government. Don't rely on the government. The government, God bless their little hearts. Um, <laughs> they're just not reliable. And, and they set up us. If you try to get on like Medicaid, if you're trying to get on Medicaid, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you to, you know, to search out your own information, talk to the experts, go to Job and Family Services of Ohio. Um, you can go to Medicaid.gov, but in a, with Medicaid, it's going to take you back to the Job and Family Services page. So that's... But Medicaid, it's, it's a huge ordeal. And 
the qualification, financial qualifications um, are pretty, pretty high. I mean, as far, I mean, are pretty low. The amount of money that your loved one has for Social Security um, can make before they can qualify. So in other words, they can only make up to so much Social Security per month. If they make too much, they're going to get denied. So you need to talk to your uh, your parents and, and uh, talk about these things earlier in life and get prepared for dealing with um, being taken care of when you're older. Um, it's it's a lot. Um, it's a lot to think about. It's 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 a lot of work. That's what I'm finding out. And um, when it comes to um, their finances and their income and their uh, any properties they own, any anything that's considered an asset. Houses, cars, land, annuities, savings accounts, CDs, uh, Roth IRAs, anything, anything like that. You have an account. You have to account for, and the government wants it. So if if your loved one has to go on Medicaid, the government pretty pretty much wants their IRAs. They want their CDs. They want their, and I'm, I'm not talking about their collection of CDs. Uh, you know, Barry Manilow or anything like that. I'm talking about certificates of deposits. Um, they want that. They want their everything, anything financially, because they got to go on Medicaid. The government's like, well, we're, we're seizing all their assets. So you have to plan for that. You really do. Um, It's unfortunate that I'm finding this out um, late, late in life. Um, I wish this. Uh, uh, I wish I would have known this many, many, many years ago. But it is good. If young people do some life preparation for for the later years of your life. Um, talk to financial advisors, lawyers, whatever. Where can you put your money? Um, what, what's some good sources that you can invest your money in where, um, it's free from the government and that kind of thing. Now I'm not talking about trying to cheat the government system, but, um, I think it's, it's good to, uh, try to have your money situated where, where I'm not, you know, you don't have to freely give it to the government, um, just because, there's health needs in the family. <clears throat> now, what what I what I would suggest, and what I plan on doing probably for the rest of my life, is dealing a lot in cash. Um, I'm not again. I'm not talking about cheating the federal government out of money, but um, I am talking about knowing where your assets are and um, I'm going to deal in more of a, a cash basis um, I, I know I I do I will have some investments but 
I think some of the best investments are in cash. Um, at least you're not taxed on it and things like that. So I think cash is king. Cash is king. Um, at least a certain amount of, of, of cash. Now talk, talk to your financial advisors, talk to, you know, how to invest and all that kind of stuff. But I would, I would strongly suggest to keep a great amount of money in cash, in cash. Um, I, you know, God bless the government, but I don't believe in giving them everything I have, (laughs) which isn't much, but that seems to be the case with the government. It seems like those that they want to take money from are the people stuck in the middle. You're not, uh, you're not poor enough destitute for to get everything for free. You're not rich to take care of yourself, but it seems like the government always wants to, uh, tax those stuck in the middle the most, um, which is terrible, which is absolutely terrible. Taxing the people in the middle the most, um, as far as assets and, um, things like that. And two, um, I know this is probably boring for a lot of people, but really I'm just trying to give you some, um, my experience going through, um, dealing with the, uh, elderly and healthcare. I, the finding out through Medicaid to get help through Medicaid, they go back on the finances 15 years. Now I've heard everything from 13 to nine to seven and as high as 15. I've heard somebody say 15 years. So I would rather take the 15 years as a standard of what the government's going to back, going to go back and look for assets for your elderly parents. So let's just say your elderly parents um, need to go in a nursing home, but you can't afford it. They can't afford it. So you need to look into Medicaid. Well, Medicaid will look back 15 years and see if they gave any of the, anybody, a family member, a car, if, if they've sold any land or property or uh, did some retitling. They'll go back 15 years and if they've transferred any money, sold any assets, given away any assets, it has to be accounted for. So in a way, it's charged against you as money you owe back to them before Medicaid will pay for any expenses. So I would suggest that um, start talking to your parents um, before 15 years of, uh, of, of their them getting into an older state where they may need some long-term health care and maybe... Um, plan the finances with the family and at least have a at least have a uh, a game plan of what the finances look like where they're where they're going to go where they should go what policies they have and that's another thing what I did with my mom and dad years ago 
is I went through all their different policies and I just went through their policies, found out where their money was, what kind of insurances they had, and I captured it on a spreadsheet and I did the, um, I did all the research, called, became power of attorney, just so when I'm in a situation like this, um, I would at least be prepared and know where things are at. So um, I'm glad I did that many years ago. It kept me a little bit ahead of the game. But um, I, it never hurts to be prepared um, because these days will come upon you um, quicker than you think. So um, just be prepared. Another quick break. We'll be right back. Just across the bar, my seat's been taken by some sunglasses Asking about a scar, and I know I gave it to you months ago I know you're trying to forget But between the drinks and subtle things, the holes in my apologies You know, I'm trying hard to take it back So if by the time the bar closes and you feel like falling down I'll carry you home One final thought as uh, we end the show today. Hey, I was reading an article online and it talked about how um, some of the immigrants um, coming over from other countries um, are finding jobs and they're buying houses. Um, and I thought, you know, some of them uh, were talking about how, you know, they found factory jobs and they started working in the factory jobs and, and they're able to buy some nice, it was in the Akron area, Akron, Ohio area. And, um, they're able to, they go to work, they work in their factory jobs. I, I say factory jobs cause that's what was stated in the article, but, um, they're working hard and they're to them. They are doing the American dream because they, they went to work and they're able to save their money and start buying a home. And I thought, it really makes me think. So many times you hear people say, oh, I can't do this because the system's working against me. I, I can't, uh, you know, us... We, we can't buy a house because, um, you know, it's a system working against us. It's, 
Um, you got immigrants coming over, and the one immigrant that they talk about from the, in the article was from Sudan, and he came over here. Um, he had, I think they said he had what would be fifty dollars in our money. Um, he had fifty dollars. That's all he had, and he 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 took a job in a factory and saved up money and started to, to, to buy a house. Basically out of nothing. And, um, you know, so many times I, um, you know, when I hear people say what they can't do because so many different circumstances are working them against them in their life. But I hate to say it, but sometimes you you gotta get off your duff and you gotta go to work. You'd be surprised what a steady income can do for you. Yes, I mean you can't don't look at the hundred and fifty thousand dollar home. If you know if look at the Eighty or ninety thousand dollars. Look at the, the fifty thousand dollar. I mean, you start somewhere until you build up your life. It's not going to be handed to you. No one's going to give you the keys to a two hundred thousand dollar house, and you're not working, and you're not. You can do more than you think you can if you put your mind to it. If you you gotta get off your duff. You gotta walk to work, get a ride to work, start working, and you say, Well, why do why do us poor people we always gotta work in factories or you know we, we gotta work at the fast food place? You gotta start somewhere. Then you work your way to a better life. But that better life isn't going to come knocking on your door and say, hello, here's your new life. Here's your $200,000 home and a car. That's not how it works. And I think as Americans, we're so spoiled. We should look at those that come from other countries and are new here and they don't know the language they don't know the town the city they don't know how things work as far as you know organizations and the police and 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 yet they're making an effort to better themselves as I speak to you um There's a house just less than a mile away where there's some um, immigrants that are living together as a family until they can get their um, finances going and they're making it work. And they've 
developed their property. They, they're cleaning up their property. They got their, their, it looks really nice. And they're doing what they have to do to survive and make themselves a better life. So don't say you can't do something. You go do it. Go and do it. Hey, that's my advice for today. Take it or leave it. I love you guys. Thanks for stopping by. Bye-bye now. if you hear some Don Williams at the beginning of the show, you know it's a show with my mom. That's right. Breakfast with my mom. Yeah, part two. Because I, I got a huge response from part one. A lot of people are saying that's their favorite show ever. Um, is the show I did with my mom. At just telling stories about her childhood. So I thought I would do a part two. But, uh... Let me just say this. This time I had to edit out some audio. I had to trim some out in the middle of some segments. Um, because my mom had uh, mentioned some names. And I didn't think it was fair for those people's names to be mentioned uh, in her conversation. And sometimes I had to... A couple times there was a whoa moment. It's like, oh, mom, you can't say that. So... I had to edit some of it out in the middle of the conversation. So if it sounds a little choppy, I apologize, but I wanted to make sure I edited some of the stuff out. So this is just my mom being candid about her life. Once again, she did not know she was being recorded at the time. And, uh, and there's abrupt, abrupt ending at the end of the recording that you'll hear where um, we were interrupted, so. But I, I hope you get enjoy it. Enjoy it. Some people say they like this interview with my mom, and uh, I don't know. Hopefully, you find it interesting. So let's get let's get back to it. <laughs> 